On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got to have the Kush Queen, Olivia Alexander, on the podcast today. We had all sorts of discussions about how to market a product that you're not actually able to market on paid ads. Now, luckily, there has been a bunch of regulations that have changed and now they're able to, but there's still a ton of hoops to jump through. Guys, we talked all about this. I think any brand that is listening to this or agency should have a listen to this episode to figure out how in the world you sell products when you cannot scale necessarily using paid ads or trust that you're going to be able to scale doing that. You guys aren't going to want to miss this one. Hey guys, thanks again so much for tuning in today. I have something very special for you that you are going to want to know all about. Ever wonder how to leverage the data that you already have to drive more profit? I'm talking about the actual data that is deep inside of your company that you may not even realize. Well, introducing the Leverage Playbook by Jordan Salvet over at Salvet Advisors. This isn't just another business tool. It is an actual game changer. And I'm excited to tell you about some of the results that I'm seeing with some of our companies as well. By simply connecting your analytics ecosystem, Salvet Advisors is going to unearth two to three really quick wins that have been hiding right underneath your nose. So whether you're using Google Analytics, Shopify, Amazon, they have you covered. And the best part, you are going to receive a custom pitch deck specifically tailored to your brand, combining your data with their strategic expertise. If you are ready to elevate your direct-to-consumer brand, head over to salvit.com, that's S-A-L-V-I-T.com, and discover the insights that you have been missing. Remember, when scaling, every single decision counts. Let Salvit Advisors guide you to the next level. Check it out now or down in the show notes. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. I'm really looking forward to this discussion today. This is like a confluence of all sorts of things that I love. A former client who used to work with us, it was hilarious. We had this conversation. I'm like, wait, didn't we used to work together like years ago? Also, THC. Love talking about THC. I'm a good BC person here, so it's in my blood. And then also talking about what to do when you don't, when you're not able to run ads or even run ads effectively because you're in one of these product categories that it doesn't make sense to. So Olivia Alexander from Kush Queen, great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here and share and reconnect. And we had a time together at Mindful. It was truly a time and I'll never forget it. Yeah. It's funny because we first, at, it's now Upgrowth, it's called here. And it was one of those things where it's like, just so you know, we don't know what we're doing in this space. Best we can for you, but we don't know. We both met each other at a time where there was absolutely no way to advertise on Meta or any paid for that matter. And we really wanted to. And we found you guys and we said, look, we don't know what we're doing. And you guys said, we don't know what we can do. And we said, look, as long as we keep it transparent, we're going to just try this together. And that's what we did. And we had some huge wins. And now it's many years later and hindsight really is interesting to look back on it. And I think what a gift to be able to have a smaller company like ours who's willing to sort of risk it and then an agency who's willing to be honest and say, hey, we don't really know what's going to happen, but let's try it. Yeah. In interesting. We actually just did a, a huge core values uh, revision at Upgrowth. And the one that stayed was transparency because we believe so much in transparency because it's like, Otherwise, you know, somebody will like say to you like, oh yeah, of course we can do it. It's like, no, you can't. 
Like there's so many things you don't know in this space that you cannot do. This is what I love about you guys. And what I think any agency owner or any person who's out there thinking of becoming a service provider can do that you guys did. And I think it helps maintain a relationship long-term. And because it's like, if we ever found our way back, like we would work with you guys again, because you were really honest. We tried it. We had extreme growth, which we can talk about. We had some crazy moments and then we got the ad account burned. And you guys were just so transparent. Like no matter what we do, no matter where we set this up, we're setting you guys up for failure. And it was years before Meta updated their terms of service and none of us could have ever even predicted that it would have happened, what, three or so years later. And so, yeah, I just always tell people like this agency did it right. And it's because when you guys say transparency, you put your money where your mouth is. And there's too many people out there who use that as just a marketing term or a mission and they don't actually put it into action. And I'll always be grateful that you guys kept it real with us. And we had some great people working on our account and I was sad to lose them. But different times, different roles. And sometimes you got to risk it to get the biscuit. We got a biscuit and then we totally got slapped across the face by Meta, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, thanks everyone. This was just one giant upgrowth ad here. That's why I brought Olivia on. So thank you, everybody. Now let's dive into this here. You are in the cannabis space. If you didn't catch that from the name Kush Queen, then you're obviously not a cannabis lover, like potentially the two of us here are. And I will tell you, I'm a very much a cannabis lover. Anyway, all that to say, that's not what this podcast is about, is my love for cannabis. What it is, is I want to talk about what it's like when you're in a protected category, right? One of these special categories. And first of all, this was a category that was not allowed to advertise on Meta for years. And now there's like... Barely able to process transactions. I had only gotten... That's right. Really, I started selling CBD, I think in 2017. It was not even authorized to transact. I didn't officially get a real merchant account that wasn't shut down until the fall of 2019 when Square decided to take the risk, open up a beta program to CBD and hemp companies. And then that sort of forced the hand of all the other payment processors who were finally willing to process us. At one point, I was processing transactions in the Virgin Islands. People were calling our customer servicing. I thought you were a cannabis company in California. But I was an influencer. I had a social media following early on in cannabis. I always knew the power of meeting consumers where they were. And cannabis laws and regulations are still light years behind. We still can't reach people. Even in California, where we've had legal cannabis now for many years, cities are still allowed to ban it. And I live in a city that has no legal cannabis. And so people ordering hemp products online is all about opening access. And for me, it was all about marketing to people before I could ever reach them. And then, of course, you couldn't really market anywhere. No billboard, no paid. Your social, you could maybe run it. You could maybe get some good hits and then you'll get shut down. I've lost a million... So even organically, Olivia, you'd get shut down? Oh, yeah. I lost a million and a half followers in the fall of 2016. I lost my TikTok even last September. I was verified on TikTok. I went viral for like a month straight, and I was wiling out on a new launch we had. And TikTok said, absolutely not. They took away my page, and then they banned me from the platform. And I was told by someone at TikTok that I have someone watching me. Yeah. Wow. All of this for weed. Like, oh my God. All for them to appear that they look like they're regulating their platform. Let's be real. Social media platforms 
are under a lot of scrutiny. They're under a lot of risk for um, regulation, especially TikTok. And it's an easy thing to do. And I guess it also poses like an ethical question. If it is a platform for all ages, which I think is the problem, I don't think young people should be able to be on social media, then you do need to try to keep it PG. And whether or not we like regulation, cannabis or how it's looked at, cannabis and hemp are considered vice. They're considered a vice industry. They do, using the plants does come with some risk. I do not want to advocate selling cannabis to children. I don't believe in it. I didn't start using it till I was 18, even though I'm a daily user. And I think it's a medicine for me, but that's a different, different conversation. But ultimately for me, the power in my skill, in marketing, in building our brand was every door closed or every door unopened for us or every platform we're not allowed to be on is an opportunity. And when something bad happens, because something bad happens every day, all the time in cannabis, and it's a it's a live checkerboard. It's moving. It's the rules are moving. The rules are changing. Everything yeah. is going to happen. And you can either use it as a gain, see it as an opportunity, or you're going to get run down by it and you're going to be nowhere. I, I, I want to start this part of the conversation out like this. Guys, at some point, you're... Facebook ad account is going to get shut down. Everyone's has. I've never seen an account, even like a squeak clean account. We're hacked. Or there are bugs in the AI now. You know, I think recently, like we've seen a lot of updates with the AI. We've had admins get banned. We've had all kinds of weird things happen. And then ETC community talks about it all the time. I saw someone today saying their ad account was hacked. And so to believe that you are going to be able to build with just paid I think would be a huge mistake to believe it. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's one of the reasons why at Upgrowth, we're constantly trying to provide strategy that's outside of paid ads for people because there will be a point where something happens like that, like you've had. Now, what I want to get into though is how in this category, now you're actually able to jump through hoops and keep ads up and running. How do you do it? Compliance. Ultimately, we have located a bunch of key points and things you can't say, show, or do. You could never show consumption. You can show a gummy in a hand, but you can't move it towards a mouth. We sell bath bombs. The same type of nudity or a person appearing almost nude or overtly sexual can flag. But really, it's using the terms hemp, and it is following the terms of service to the T, and really playing it safe. We're lucky. Our name is Kush Queen. If people see an ad with just Kush Queen over a product, they know what we're selling. And then, of course, beginning pages. Having a killer landing page that really is going to lay out the product and refer to it as hemp and really not break any rules there is really key. But everything has become compliance and it is a bit restrictive to the creative team. We're not allowed to run founder stories. I'm not allowed to be the really ads. Yeah. And here's the thing, just like meta is for every other space, some days they pick and choose. Some days an ad will get approved and it will walk the line. But we've learned how to be creative about it. You can say elevated, you can say certain terms. And then of course, certain products like beverages, they really get to play the most and have the most fun because it's a can because it doesn't look like a pre-roll or a gummy, but we are doing it successfully. We've been doing it successfully for now over a year. We're at a really strong return. We're also having a lot of good traction with Google, who has also sort of 
opened up its paid policy. But again, it's just about the fundamentals, good creative, a great landing page. And I think personally, great customer service because you are having the opportunity to acquire a new customer and what you do from the moment you get them, it matters so much. So what do you do to keep people coming back to you versus everybody else? I mean, it's really opened up. I know in Canada, right? It's like I can walk three steps and and find cannabis to purchase. What are you doing that is different that's actually keeping people sticking around and wanting to purchase from you guys? We take care of them and they're a priority to us and our products and the quality and consistency of those products are the most important thing. And I think that when you have a real human answering emails and calls and when you have the ability also to market a great product through a sample, in the early days when I couldn't do paid advertising, I treated every new customer as if they were friggin' Beyonce. And it's because it was so hard to find them. And even now, in certain times, it can be expensive to find. So why would I not try to hold on to this person? And LTV is and should be a metric that everyone is focusing on all the time. Because you can have great return. But if people don't keep reordering, if they don't keep coming back, you're kind of going to be dead in the water eventually. And so for us, it's really just focusing on the quality of the product and the people that use it. Putting free samples in every order was what I did from day one. If you bought a bath bomb, you got a gummy sample. If you bought a gummy, you got a lube. And if you got a melt, and we have the data and we see it year after year after year, just bringing people into other categories and really indoctrinating them into the cult that is Kush Queen and the lifestyle. And then of course- For us, we were very generous with discounts, but it's when you don't have a huge marketing budget, you know, you you can play a little bit more for us. We could offer 40% off on Black Friday or Cyber Monday. We could offer very competitive deals because we couldn't spend our money on billboards. We couldn't spend our money on a campaign in the same traditional way that other brands were doing it. What about email service providers? Was that an issue uh, at first, like with Clavio or MailChimp, like that you weren't able to, to use them either? So strangely, no. I was on MailChimp from the beginning. I used to design the emails in MailChimp and I'll never forget all of the crazy dumb things I did and all of the missteps. Like one year, I'll never forget. It was like 2018. I was still basically running the marketing with like myself and two other people. And I did the 12 days of Christmas. And I set myself up to send an email every single day through MailChimp. And it was a disaster. I mean, it was great for our sales, but I didn't sleep for 12 straight days because I didn't have anything pre-scheduled. And then, of course, MailChimp, love MailChimp. It's great if you're a small brand, but once your list really starts to scale, you're in the wrong place. And we were also on a WordPress site. This is before Shopify decided to let us over. And so then you have the fall of 2019, we get an email from Shopify. They said, hey, we know we rejected you guys before, but you can come on over now and you just have to sign this legal document. You have to do your own payment processing. You cannot have access to ShopPay. But of course, I immediately said we have to go to Shopify, but it was October. So we were in the middle of holiday season. And so our team was like, hell no, we're not doing that. So we suffered one last holiday season on WordPress with MailChimp. And then we moved over to Shopify and Klaviyo and then really started to scale everything. At that point, honestly, I was probably doing 
over six figures. And I'm going to be totally honest with this podcast right now. Y'all don't judge me. I didn't have a single sales funnel. I didn't have a single email funnel. Yeah. I mean, I think lots of people are probably like, yeah, we only figured that out a few years in. We were all just making it up. And I think a lot of us still are and just figuring it out. So I love it. I'm going to keep it honest today. And it's because I love to look back. And for me, that's where all the lessons I learned were. And it's just like, now we've seen email become a solid 30 to 40% of our business on any given month and our list just grow. And then of course, like going from MailChimp to Klaviyo. I've got a funny question for you. You're planning on scaling your business because if you are, every single decision is absolutely crucial. And that's where Salvat Advisors comes in with their leverage playbook, which I absolutely love myself. All you have to do is go and connect your core data sources and they're going to reveal insights that can immediately boost your profit potential. Plus, you're going to get a custom pitch deck designed just for your brand. Do not miss out on this opportunity to grow. Jordan Salvat is absolutely phenomenal and makes me feel, to be honest, just incompetent comparatively. So head over to salvat.com to get started today. That's S-A-L-V-I-T.com. And again, remember, all of this stuff is down in the show notes after today's episode. Clavio, as far as email, we're fine. SMS is still completely illegal to do in the oh. hemp space. It is illegal. We are considered tobacco, alcohol, firearms, and those yeah. categories are not allowed access to SMS. So, of course, last year when every company's prioritizing SMS, oh, we're doing PostScript. And I was on PostScript for a short bit, and oh my God, it was a gold mine. And you just can't have access to those tools. And I thought my CMO was going to absolutely die when you bring in people and they're from other industries and they haven't really felt the sting of a shutdown. They haven't really felt what it feels like to have insane results with the company, fall in love with the product. And then six months later, they hit you up and they say, hey, we're taking investment money from China. And these laws are changing. We're going to cut you guys off. And I was on vacation in Mexico and she called me a wreck. And I was like, it's fine. Like we've been shut down on merchant processing. We'll figure it out. But this is a supply chain. This, no, this is SMS texting. This is PostScript. This is being unable to use SMS in a time where everyone was. So we do email and we don't have any problems there. And that's really also the thing I think that built a solid foundation for us is because I was an influencer. I had been deleted. Also, like social was different then. You could have viral posts. You could get your product seen. I don't think you can anymore. I'm sorry. I just don't believe that you can go out there and build a brand or a product true organic. I mean, there are a couple of people doing it on TikTok and it's unbelievable strategy. There's an anomaly with everything because people will say, you said no one could and these people are. Well, yeah, of course, there's always going to be a person who can create organic content that is going to send an e-commerce brand or product to the moon. But most people can't. And that's where I really believe in the power of email. And I really believe in the power of building a community, whether it's on Discord, whether it's in a place where you're having everyday interaction and getting as close to your customers as possible. Because frankly, they're putting food on your table and they're literally providing the lifeblood of the cash flow of your company. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, we, we've actually switched a lot of our communities over to WhatsApp, um, which has been really interesting as well. Just, just as an aside for anybody listening, I've been obsessed with Facebook groups over the years, but 
comparatively to using WhatsApp, it's just like constant chatter within there. So definitely loving that. You have to be in that conversation. You have to meet them where they are. Like that's the biggest thing that I've tried to do is when people said you can't pay to to market this way, I just said, well, we have to figure out how to get into that community. We have to figure out how to meet these people affiliates. The very start of Kush Queen, when I literally went from zero a month in e-commerce revenue to 30K, I did it with a very basic strategy, which with us was called the Kush Queen crowning program. You applied, you got a 50% off code, you got some swag, some merch, not very much because I had no money and basically were crowned a Kush Queen. And it was just an email, but it said, you belong to us. You're one of us. And people would share the email. Oh my God, I got crowned. And it was this army of the first thousand Kush Queens who went out every single day. I had the chills and they tagged us on social. They wanted to be featured on our social. They wanted to be a part of our community. They wanted to wear our t-shirts and they went out and they also built word of mouth. Word of mouth is one of the most underappreciated things that is so hard to capture. But when you start to ask people where they found you and they're like, oh, my friend told me about you. Well, that's priceless. That's friggin' priceless. And obviously to me, it's the greatest marketing that exists, but We were just doing everything. We were blogging, you know, SEO content. We were making content internally. We were working with influencers, not paying them very much, but trying to work with the best influencers. I did a few major gifting suites, not ones that had a crazy price tag, but I did the HBO Luxury Lounge back in 2016. And then direct mail as soon as we could. You know, we've really tried to mix it up and had a real holistic approach to the marketing. Who are you guys using? Who who are you using for direct mail? I don't honestly know. My CMO totally manages that. But with that, we've targeted areas in California that don't have dispensaries. We've targeted communities that we know cannot access cannabis products down the street. And also there was a lot of targeting we did with the East Coast because of their lack of access to cannabis as a whole. We have places that are 10, 15, 20 years behind us. And when they get a card that says Kush Queen, they go look and they go say, hey, what is this? And then that's where the real work begins. Yeah, amazing. Let's talk about some of your viral videos that you've had before you were uh, off of TikTok. Are you back on TikTok now? Not really. Honestly, when you get deleted from a platform that you feel like you're a part of and that you feel like you deserve to be a part of, and especially during COVID, I really got connected to my community there because the first video that hit over a million views for me was actually my mental health story and very personal to me. And I did talk about using psychedelics, but I talked about this mental health journey that I've really been on and cannabis. And of course, psychedelics have been a huge part of that for me. But then of course, I just had hits all around. I had somehow videos that I was able to get a gummy in and that we had a hit 1420, which couldn't have been better timing because we we're running a 50% off sale. And then we had the summer that really got me deleted, which it all started with a cannabis inhaler, a product that was very discreet that people had never seen before. And it kind of set my account on fire. And then we launched a product called Boost, which is a liquid cannabis concentrate. It's a versatile way that a person can take a water-soluble cannabinoid, mix it into skincare that they love, make a beverage with it. You could take it on an airplane, and that's what I did. So as the flight is taking off, I dropped it into the water and I chugged it. 
and that video and product got like 10 to 30 million views. Like I had a bunch of different accounts at the time too. I knew I was going to get deleted, but I was foolish for doing it with my verified account. But we had so many hits there and we had a couple major influencers like Cassidy Condi just take our bath bomb and go viral. And it was just like a crazy summer where Kush Queen was everywhere. But wow. I think that's the value of me being there as a founder and CEO of the company and being a part of the community. I don't want influencers to think I'm a CEO. I want them to think I'm just like them because I am. I just happen to totally. start a company and be a fool and then do it myself instead of promoting other people's products. But there is a lot of looky-loos and sometimes going viral, it can mess up your metrics. But you randomly have a $25,000, $30,000 day with no ad spend. And that really is going to show on your bottom line. I think about when we were running ads with you guys and we had an 8x return. It was 420. We did run a 40 or 50% off sale, but we generated our first, I think, $130,000 or $40,000 day. And yeah. actually, we broke our website. We were celebrating. We popped champagne, me, my CMO, and my partner. My partner were in my living room popping champagne, celebrating like, oh my God, we made it. And our website was broken. We broke the velocity filter. There were so many people trying to push through the merchant processor. The bank said no. And the next day, we woke up hungover and we emailed every single customer a code. And we got every single one of them through and we retained another, I think, $25,000 or $30,000 in sales because we were like, hey, you still want the sale? Sorry. But, you know, and then, of course, I think it was honestly shortly thereafter that the ad account got blown. But I know that we were getting that return with you guys on those ads because the creative was there. I was terrified, just so you know. I'd be like, so what's going on with the Kush Queen ad account? How just like so scared that because our business manager, everyone, is connected to 270 ad accounts. I was terrified. And yet we're like, let's just see. Well, it's a testament to you guys. And I think your actual passion for cannabis and then your love for actually helping small businesses. And I'll always have a special place in my heart for that. And unfortunately, though, whenever you touch an 8x return like that, and then you are years later in a different economy with a different budget, and of course, different creative that's more compliant, you're not going to have that return, especially no. consistently yeah. like we had it. But I do think that that's part of what I love about Kush Queen for me personally is the moments where we're still kind of being a little bit outlaws. I'm tired of the outlaw life. I was doing that in my youth days when we were cultivating underground and doing crazy stuff like that. But seeing Meta change their terms of service, which I think is a direct benefit to their ad dollars going down and COVID, um, that really changed the way the tech industry has been engaging with cannabis and hemp. Obviously, we have X now allowing ads as well. I've not really tried it. The bag seemingly is mixed there, but to see cannabis ads is wild. And yeah. we have billboards in California, although we do have some new regulations they're trying to propose that would disallow humans to be seen in the marketing, which people are fighting mm -hmm. very hard against for obvious reasons. But now we're just in a waiting game for federal because that's also it is state by state. There are different rules. And even for some of our products, we have to block them from being shipped to certain yeah. states because 
they have local laws there that we have to respect. And I never thought compliance would become the name of my game, but it kind of has. Yeah, so super interesting. I, I just want to have a quick aside here because it's not something I ever talk about publicly ever. But when you say cannabis and talk about psychedelics and stuff and, and talk about it as medicine, it really is, guys. I cannot count the amount of people in my life that number one were like on the verge of alcoholism and realized, oh, this maybe isn't the medicine for me, you know, and cannabis was a, a massive part of that. And some people think, yeah, you're just trading one for another. I don't believe that. No, I agree. Look, there's a, also like a certain amount of stress that comes with being in e-commerce, being an agency owner, being a brand owner, being a marketer, being a creative, my God. And for me, really using these plants and using these products as medicine and not as a way to actually get farther from myself, but closer to myself and my truth and my creativity has really been a gift. And you see tons of people with burnout. You see tons of people like really struggling to remain passionate. And my fire is lit more seven years in than ever. I just was on a phone, the a call before this with my CFO and my CMO. And I was like, I'm going to do this. We may be breaking news here. We just got a test for 100 stores for Spencer's Gifts, which may not mean anything to Canadians or people, but Spencer's yeah. has 700 stores nationwide and they're still in malls here and they're opening up to hemp. They're going to test us, obviously, the CBD products first, but we are working on a really big relationship now to go into retail, which we've always been DTC. We want to remain DTC, but you've got to diversify. And I think the fact now that digitally native brands can actually have this other life at year set, you know, because of who we are on social, because of the lists we've built, because of the work we've done is really exciting. And hopefully they will just be the start because we're looking now at going in front of a lot of bigger retailers, which I never wanted to do. I just want to be one-on-one -on -one with my customer. I just want to hold them close to me. But that's growth, that's revenue, and that's just a diversified channel. And I think now doing paid, being in year seven, you do want to diversify your revenue streams. And I'm very excited to see what happens with us going into retail. I'm mildly terrified, but it should be fun. And you're right. Mm. These plants are medicine if you use them as such. And I just would urge people, I think World Mental Health Day is coming up on October 10th. I just wrote a personal email about that. And your mental and physical health is much more important than your business. And your business will only thrive when you put yourself first. And I had to learn that the hard way as many founders and entrepreneurs. Yeah, totally. Just you even saying the word burnout, I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh, don't say that word because... I'm not there. I just want to let everyone know. I, I love what I do. People don't have fun too. You know, like we get on calls with agencies and you can see it and you can feel it in the work. And I think when yeah. people like love their brand and are having fun and are enjoying what they do, that's really what's valuable. That's really why we chose to do this, especially on the hard days. And I just want to advocate for more people to love their jobs and love their brands or love what they choose because we spend so much time working and when you really love it and you're really engaged mind, body, soul and spirit and have a good time, there's nothing better. There's nothing better. And then you make money. Come on. Yeah. As a byproduct. Great.
if I had more time, I think we'd just keep going here, but we're going to wrap it up there. Where can people connect with you and find out more about Kush Queen? They can find us at kushqueen.shop and Kush Queen shop on Insta. And I'm at the live Alexander on Instagram and also on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. It's great. It's really taken a, a step up. So kushqueen.shop. And thanks for having me. Sweet, sweet. We'll post all of my videos this week of you, you and me and me saying how much I love cannabis on LinkedIn. It'll go great. People will love it. <laughs> It'll go great because everyone will be like, me too. Yeah. Sorry, before we go, it's still a very weird space that we're in where it's like everyone, it's okay if you have five drinks when you go out with someone, right? Totally acceptable. And yet there's still this weirdness around cannabis and psychedelics as well, right? Like we're okay with giving people a ton of medicine and yet we're not okay with- Alcohol and opioids have destroyed lives for centuries and- oh we have seen the harm that they cause, yet cannabis, psychedelics still remain pretty taboo. And I still think that there's a stigma professionally. And I think that there's just the stigma that we're always going to be working through and towards. I mean, I'm trying to get married right now and finding a venue that will allow me to serve my own product during my own wedding, even with a massive liability insurance policy is wild. And I am about to go on a wedding crusade because it's like, why is it okay for me to serve people open bar till they're actually in a dangerous position to drive home and not a two and a half milligram THC beverage or a psychedelic beverage? Because we got some weird stuff happening down here in California with psychedelics. And you're right. It's still so stigmatized. And for me, it just makes me a better boss, a better person. And I just hope that people sort of broaden their horizons because I feel like alcohol and opioids bring us farther away from ourselves. And cannabis and psychedelics bring me closer. And I just want to be closer to the truest me and then to other people. Because like, what's the point in all of this if we are all disconnected and feel alone? We got woo-woo all of a sudden, but it happens. Of course it does. Okay. All right, Olivia, thank you so much for coming up. Thanks for having me. Hey guys, thanks again so much for listening to today's episode. You guys know how much I appreciate that so much. Again, I want you guys to be able to unlock the power of all of that data that you have with Salvit Advisors Leverage Playbook. Discover hidden wins and get a tailored pitch deck just for your brand. Elevate your business now at salvit.com. That's S-A-L-V-I-T.com. And remember, Everything that we've talked about, including the link to the Leverage Playbook, is down in the show notes. Have a great day, everyone.